Right. Um, hello and a very warm welcome to our to our listeners of our first ever episode of the Cats Protection Shelter Medicine Podcast. My name's Sandra Milburn and I'm the Education Vet here at Cats Protection and with me today I've got Lucinda. Hello. I'm the Field Veterinary Officer for the East of England. So basically we just um, wanted to have a quick episode to try and give you a bit more of a background of, um, first of all, the podcast and sort of introduce it to you, but also then other bits and pieces that are going on about um going on in CP and then also the veterinary department so basically we thought that it would be a good idea to have a podcast because we want to expose more students to the concepts of shelter medicine and a pragmatic approach to medicine especially feline medicine obviously in our case we also think that it's worth introducing cats protection as a charity and tell you more about what we do and as I said we also want to make sure you know that there is actually a vet department at CP and highlight the different roles that might be within um, this veterinary department, which also means that there's other sort of employment opportunities out there for vets and vet nurses. I think we're going to hopefully over the course of the different podcast episodes talk about cat welfare generally, but then also focus on cat welfare within shelters because that can be quite different. And then also hopefully try and show how that can be related back to work in practices and veterinary practices, for example, um, where obviously this sort of thing needs to be taken into consideration as well. We're hoping to have a student hub on this uh, Cats Protection website soon, so do make sure you check it out. It's going to be in a section called For Vets and Nurses, and it's hopefully going to have a lot of different information and resources available for both students of in, in the veterinary um, direction, but also for vet nurses as well. And um, there's, we're planning to sort of have links to different resources available, such as, for example, the Cats Protection Behaviour Guide, the Cats Protection Vet, um, vet Guide, different protocols that we use within cats protection so for example approaches to feline leukemia virus and um, FIV so immunodeficiency virus infections and how we manage those and also you're going to have links available to the CP clinic magazine which is a magazine that's freely available for vets and vet nurses and contains various different articles on cat related topics so it could be quite interesting as well it's free to sign up to so we should try and make an, um, the email address available as well there's a really good behavior section on the Cats Protection main website as well. So if you are interested in feline behavior, please do have a look at that. Um, there's really useful videos on there, information leaflets that you can use yourself, but also provide to clients that you might be seeing in your practices at some stage. And we also have got a massive um, resource available, our essential and veterinary guides, which again are free of charge and they're available as PDFs downloadable or can be ordered for clinics as well so again if you are interested and also i think for revision might be quite handy as well um have a look at those so before i go any further i just want to say that we are going to make some show notes available and any links that we're discussing today are going to be available in the show notes as well so do have a look and then feel free to have a look at our um, cats, cats protection website so to give you a bit more of an idea about cats protection and who we are and what we do we're basically a non-government funded cat only charity and we work only within the um, the UK. We've been going for just over 90 years, which, uh, 90 years, which is quite impressive. And um, we basically got our vision statement is a world where every cat is treated with kindness and an understanding of its needs. Our main aims basically are that we try and neuter as many cats as we can. And, and for example, just to give you an idea, in 2017, we neutered 153,000 cats across the UK, which included 21,000 ferals. And the idea behind that is obviously that we're trying to reduce the number of unwanted cats in the UK to try and basically not have cats coming through shelters. So we're kind of trying to do ourselves out of a job, I suppose, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> 
We're also rehoming and reuniting cats. So again, to give you an idea, in 2017 alone, we rehomed 43,000 cats, which is a huge number. And we also reunited 3,000 cats with their owners after the cats got lost. We educate and we mainly educate people. I think cats kind of know what they're doing already. Um, but we're talking to cat owners, cat lovers. Uh, we're also focusing quite heavily on children now to try and teach them more about how to look after cats or care for cats. We're teaching our volunteers and also our staffs and obviously also ourselves. I think we're always trying to learn new things and more things, especially as it um, sort of new information comes to light about cats. In Cats Protection, we have 36 adoption centres across the entire UK, and these are run by paid staff. And then we also have additional 250 volunteer-run branches, which again are scattered throughout the entire UK. They, the branches work under the CP umbrella and get support and guidance from CP, um, but they basically run slightly differently in the sense that they form, form their own committees, they do their own fundraising, and then cats are cared for either in foster homes, so within a room, or in pens that are put up in foster's garden. I think it's important to mention that we've got over 10,000 volunteers in, in Cats Protection nationwide and they basically do all sorts of incredible work for us, giving us their time and expertise, which is absolutely incredible. And I also think that without our volunteers, I don't think we could actually do what we're doing at no. the moment um, and helping the number of cats that we've got. With regards to veterinary care for the cats in, and Cats Protection's care, we've got our National Cat Adoption Centre in Sussex, which is also our headquarters, and that's our biggest adoption centre. And that's the only centre that actually has got a dedicated vet clinic on site, which is run by staff, CP vets and nurses. And that's the only um, adoption centre, as I said, to have this. This is also where we offer um, some EMS for students. So Lucinda, I think it's worth going into that um, in a bit more detail in just a second. Um, all our other cats protection vet work is basically tended out to different um, private practices, again, across the country, and they basically then serve um, dedicated adoption centres and or branches. We also have got nurturing, vet, um, nurturing voucher schemes that run across the country and that sort of private clinics get involved with, um, and they basically help us out to try and get as many cats neutered as we can. And obviously these voucher schemes are run to try and help people who can't normally afford veterinary care or especially neutering to try and make sure those cats still get the care that they need. So just coming back to the EMS side of things, um, Lucinda, you've worked in the vet clinic here at the National Cat Adoption Centre for a while as a maternity cover vet. So can you tell us more about what sort of the EMS does involve? Yes, certainly. So the EMS is open to veterinary students who are now in their clinical years. Um, the placements are week long and you guys come along and you spend time in the clinic. So you do get hands on experience. You'll get to see how kitten neutering is carried out um, and you'll also see what's called a vet run where the vet goes round the entire adoption centre with a little trolley and we examine all the cats um, that are new in or that have ongoing medical conditions or have had surgery and they're just having post-op checks. You also get to spend time with our in-house behaviour team as well, which I think a lot of the students find really, really helpful and informative. And also you get to spend time in the National Cat Adoption Centre as well. And I think that's a really valuable aspect for students who are interested in shelter medicine because it gives them the opportunity to actually understand how shelters run, the biosecurity aspects and also appreciate how we do try and minimise infectious disease outbreaks and that sort of thing. So all in all, I think students find it a really valuable placement um, and it's very different from your normal routine 
team EMS placement. So if you are interested, it's definitely worth getting in touch with our veterinary department, which we can put a link on um, in the show notes so that you can inquire whether we've got any availability for you. Cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think I've spoken to a couple of students at different vet fairs previously, either that they'd already been and really enjoyed it or also that they were really looking forward to the next set, um, you know, to the, the week that they'd already booked. Um, so just going more into a bit more detail, but Lucinda, especially as a field vet, I know you go out and out and about talking to other vets in practice quite a lot. Um, and I wonder if it's worth mentioning the minimum veterinary standards that we have here at Cats Protection and just talking about that a little bit more. Yep, absolutely. So all our cats and kittens that are in um, cats protection care will have a set of minimum veterinary standards that they need to um, be levelled at. So um, these minimum veterinary standards include um, primarily a veterinary health check, obviously by a vet. Um, for us, we do need to um, make sure that our cats are fit and healthy, obviously, to be homed. And part of that examination, which might be different from your routine examination, is that we do need our cats to be wood-slamped. Wood-slamp um, is used to help in the diagnosis and detection of ringworm, which is a fungal disease, um, and it is a zoonotic disease, so it, it is... Um, potentially contracted to humans as well so that's really important that we need to check that our cats don't have that um, so anyway they have a nose to tail examination including this woods lamp um, also we will which potentially is slightly different from your normal health check we will need to blood test some of our cats for um, feline leukemia virus and feline immunodeficiency virus and the ones that we do blood test are those um, which are at risk, so that's your entire toms, um, entire females, pregnant, lactating mums, um, and also if a cat is, is unwell generally, then we will test. And also if we have a cat that we think is going to need a protracted course of treatment, we will blood test those as well. Um, all our cats will need to be vaccinated if they aren't already, and that vaccination programme will include feline leukaemia as well. Obviously that is an infectious disease and that that is important in our um, shelter environment. All our cats will be fleed and worm because obviously we don't want loads of fleas hopping around our centres. That's not great for the cats or our staff and volunteers. Um, and all cats over the age of four months will definitely need to be neutered um, and also microchipped as well. And all our cats that are homed will be homed with um, a free four-week pet plan insurance cover as well. And we really encourage people after that free four weeks to continue with that insurance to help protect for any illnesses and things that that cat might develop in the future. Fantastic. That's quite a comprehensive list, isn't it, it really, is, if you think about it? Yeah. But I think it again it highlights, you know, that we're trying to make sure that people can adopt with confidence when they're getting a cat from us. And also the other thing I think is important to mention is that if there's any cats with previously existing conditions, so yeah. for example, you know, a cat going home with chronic medication forever, whatever the case might be, we do make sure we give, you know, good detailed histories regarding that as well, isn't yeah. it? not trying to sell the cat in the bag so to speak so with regards to the cp vet department i don't know if you want to mention yeah, a bit more about that. Chat about that so um i think what's really lovely in our um, vet department is that we have such a huge variety of roles um for both vets and nurses and i think that's really important to discuss because i think often as a vet nurse or um as a newly qualified vet you you do feel that all you are able to do um, is clinical work um, and in cats protection we do have clinical roles for vets and nurses but we also do have a lot of 
non-clinical roles as well, myself and yourself are in those roles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they do exist um, and they are really enjoyable. Um, So in terms of roles that we have, as we've said, I'm a field veterinary officer and there's three of us um, regionally. Our roles are predominantly to travel around the country and we help um, look after our adoption centres in our regions and also our branches with any veterinary related queries or issues that are coming up. We work really closely with our veterinary providers as well for our branches and adoption centres and we also help um, with writing of new protocols and policies and we work really closely with our central team as well. Um, So like I say, there's three of us floating around the country and then we have a central veterinary officer as well and um, the the central veterinary officer deals more more predominantly with branch queries with individual cats in care but again they have a wide variety of roles. We also have um, a neutering department, we have a head of neutering and community neutering officers, Um, we have behaviourists, we have our director of veterinary services who oversee the vet department. We also have um, an individual research section in our vet department now with our very own epidemiologist. Yeah, really exciting. Um, So, like like you can tell, there's a huge role um, variety within our department. Um, And if you want to know more or anything like that, then do get in touch with us. But we probably will later on in the podcast series discuss those roles with in more detail as well. Yeah. Um, So yeah. Yeah, and I think the other thing to ha- to sort of mention here is that obviously the role of the um, Cats Protection Veterinary Department is one, to advise Cats Protection and make sure we've sort of got certain um, policies and guidances, etc., um, regarding cat care and welfare available within Cats Protection. So we work quite heavily on that, making sure we obviously, you know, help looking after the cats that we've got in care or if there's any problems. But also I think we're quite a good sort of contact point or liaison basically between the veterinary profession in particular and then also obviously Cats Protection itself. So if there's ever, you know, any queries or anything like that, um, then we are definitely a good point of contact, I would say, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Um, do get in touch if there's any questions or issues. And I think also the other important thing to highlight is that you know, even in the vet department, we're quite heavily involved in all sorts of other roles, really, isn't it? And I even just looking at my own role, for example, I'm as the education veterinary officer, work with different universities. So vet universities outside of CP, but within CP, I work with our learning and development team. I work with the operations team, with fundraising, and also with our communications team, media, education, all kinds of stuff, really, isn't it? So yeah. it's very varied role, and you learn all kinds of other stuff rather than just veterinary um, information, which is quite interesting as well. Um, have I missed anybody? I think, oh yeah, advocacy is another one that Definitely, we work quite yeah. heavily with and you probably more so with procurement as well regarding yeah. pen design and things like pen that, design, isn't it? Pen design, yeah. yeah. Maintaining our adoption centres. <laughs> that's an ongoing <laughs> job as it yeah. is, isn't it? <laughs> Great, I think that's sort of the first overview. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I think that pretty much summarises everything that we sort of do at CP. Very much in a nutshell, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Indeed, yes. But hopefully that's given you a bit more of an idea who we are and what we do. And as I said, you know, if if you're tuning into all the other episodes that are to come, um, do listen out for various different topics that we're going to be covering in the future. Definitely. Thanks so much for listening. We'll chat to you soon, guys. Bye. Bye.